Hey, Lauren. Hey, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Moulin Rouge? I am, because after all, we We are are the the Watchers watchers of of Movies. Hello. Hello. So listener Nicole had uh, asked us to review Moulin Rouge. And because we've both seen this movie many, many times, and in fact, we both own the DVD, we thought that maybe it might be kind of fun just to just do like a little watch along. So we'll watch the movie and we'll like to talk about it as it's going. And if you want to watch or listen or whatever, we'll let you know when it starts and, and all that stuff. And, uh, for anyone who's uh, out there listening, this movie is about a young man who is a writer, and he comes to uh, Paris and during the, what, like 20s, I think, or something? It was 1899. 1899, so the mm-hmm. late 80s. The late 80s. <laughs> the late 80s. It was, about tw- it was about 20 years before the 20s. <laughs> yeah, uh, the late 1800s, which is like... <laughs> one of my favorite times in, in, in uh, history because of all the death and stuff um, anyway they, these movies do tend to romanticize all the death and yeah, stuff yeah they so, do they really do yeah and uh it is and he falls in love with the courtesan named Satine, and it's about their love story and uh all the other bullshit that goes along with being a courtesan and dealing with really creepy men so yeah, yeah. this movie should have won the oscar for creepiest men in cinema <laughs> yeah although have you have you ever seen that actor richard roxburgh looking at anything else the duke yeah uh not that i mean not off the top of my head maybe but i don't i don't did know. you ever see van helsing with it was like a terrible movie with hugh jackman no no <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun but it's not great <laughs> it's like, um well he plays dracula in that and i remember watching that movie and being like oh my god who is this guy and i was Uh-oh. like and i looked it up later and i was like what he plays the duke. you were fe- you were feeling the duke <laughs> i was i was like i was like he's kind of sexy and then there's like one part where he like gets pushed into a fireplace and he walks out of the fireplace and he's super angry and his like skin's healing and i was like i'm um i'm i'm feeling something here <laughs> There's no limit to the things that turn you off. You know, honestly, <laughs> they, you know, where's the lie? <laughs> like, hashtag technically the truth. <laughs> so I do want to say before we start that Nicole has an excellent track record for recommending yes. movies. Yes, she so does. So thank you, Nicole. And thank you for this movie. <laughs> um, and thank you for not suggesting, I don't know, just off the top of my head, Alan Quartermain. <laughs> Holy Mothers. <laughs> Ken's a good sport, though. No, Ken, you're great. We appreciate... I, mean, I think we're better sports for reviewing <laughs> those movies. We appreciate all suggestions and contributions. And Nicole, thank you. Yes. Every yes, listener, thank you. thank you. But yes. <laughs> no, seriously, we do appreciate it, Ken. We're just giving you shit because, you know... Because <laughs> we have the microphones and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so if you want to watch with us. Yes. We're starting now. Are you starting? I was going to start now. Is that? Yes. Okay. We should start now. <laughs> We're on the 20th Century Fox home entertainment screen <laughs> yes. on the DVD. Yeah. 
And if yeah, if you're streaming or something. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Who knows? There are other things other than DVD <laughs> players. I've just learned recently. <laughs> no, just We're gonna be watching this in stunning standard definitions. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kicking it old school. Yep. Kicking it old school. Right. So just before the movie starts, I want to take a moment to talk about my PS3 remote. Oh my gosh, I need one of those. You do so need bad. one. Um, Mike got me this for my birthday and or Christmas. I can't, one of the two. And it's a lifesaver because the uh, PS3 controller is so touchy oh if you just God. if you look at it wrong it will like fast forward your oh, movie yeah. or... I know. like i've accidentally like just tapped it and the thing is like <laughs> emergency emergency and i'm like what what did i do what did i do i'm so sorry and it's like oh <laughs> no that's it that's it so um i watch dvds on my ps3 that's pretty much all i do with it anymore because it doesn't get updates or anything but so oh you can't play games on it um, I can, but I just don't. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, same. Yeah. Like I, I have the PS3 and I like it. And I really only play like two different games. I play Uncharted and I play Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider is like a little too scary for me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's very like it's a very nerve-wracking. So I have to be it's not like scary. It's I mean, it is a little spooky, but it's like it's very like nerve-wracking. So you're like you're like, okay, I have to get away from these people who are all trying to kill me. And then there's like wolves and you're starving and you're like freezing to death. And so it's just like, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope. yeah. You should play Super, Super Puzzle Fighter 3D. That's fun. <laughs> I play that every once in a while on my PS3. So Moulin just, Rouge, the I'm title screen. i with Sims instead. The okay. Sims is good. The title screen for Moulin Rouge is currently showing on screen. So uh -huh. this is the opening credits. Paris oh, 1900. Paris 1900. You are very close. Yeah. Well, no, he moves there in 1899. Oh, okay. You know how I know this? Because I watched this the other day because I thought, I haven't seen it in a while, so I want to make sure that I have a good base before uh, we watch through it. Yeah, that's a good idea. I I felt really weird about, like, not watching it. You know, like, I, I came over here and I was like, I feel like I forgot to do something. It like, did something feel weird. really serious. <laughs> yeah. I also watched it very casually because I knew we were going to be watching it together, but I just wanted to make sure it was, like, in the old brain, you know? So, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. So right now they're uh, zooming in over Paris, going to Montmartre, I believe is how it's pronounced. Forgive me, I never took French in school, so I might not pronounce things Is it Montmartre, maybe? I'm not sure. I don't know. I love Baz Luhrmann stuff. It's so, like, it's so unique, you know? I've never quite seen anyone who has, like, a style like his. Yeah, he's kind of like a more... Uh, classy Tim Burton almost. Yeah. I'm not trying to insult Tim Burton. I just think I Tim am. Oh. <laughs> like I, like I think Tim Burton is more spooky and maybe yeah. you have a different opinion but and Baz Luhrmann is more romantic. Well, I have I have mixed feelings about Tim Burton because his older stuff is great. I'm I love Beetlejuice. I loved Big Fish. I loved um Sleepy Hollow, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of different stuff that he did, but then he like, it was kind of around the like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory time where I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just want to clear up any confusion. Um, Ewan McGregor is the best looking man in Hollywood. 
So I don't totally agree with that, but I appreciate your feelings on on that. Like once again, we are in disagreement. I know. I think right now is the best looking guy in Hollywood. It's in specifically Oscar Isaac in Dune because. Did you see Dune? Did you see it? No. Oh, uh, okay. I've seen the advertisements for it, and I was like. I was like, oh my lord. <laughs> like, hmm, hello. He is Oscar Isaac is very handsome. I mean, there are many, many handsome men in Hollywood, but I'm just like I just think you McGregor is the most handsome. <laughs> I know. Um I know. Uh, yeah. No, I get it. He's uh he's he is handsome. I'm pretty sure I saw this movie the first time because he was in it. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. It came out in what, 2001? Yeah, I can't believe this movie's like 20 years and old. And so I would have been like 17 or 18, but I remember there were still things in the movie that I didn't quite, they kind of went over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we'll get to them, obviously, as the movie goes on. And I was remem- like remembering those things when, when I was watching it just this week i was like yeah i definitely remember thinking having different thoughts about certain aspects of the movie um and also what do you think about movies because right now he's like sort of reminiscing about the last year of his life and he says that satine is dead what do, what do you think about movies that tell you that at the beginning of the movie well i mean like american beauty kind of did the same mm-hmm. thing and i'm like i love that movie so, but do you love that aspect, like that aspect <clears throat> of movies? What do you think about that? Um, I don't really mind it. I think that it it does kind of set like a precedence for what you're expecting. But I also think it's like it's kind of like, hey, so you're gonna go into this movie and you have to know that it does not have a happy ending. And so you're like, okay. Um I I don't know. I guess it's like, it's not really something I ever really thought about, you know, like now that you're kind of like asking me and I'm like, huh, I don't know. Um, But no, I don't, I don't think I mind it. I think it puts me on edge. Like in a way that I think like every time something happy happens in the movie, I think, but is it happy? Because we right. know what happens, so it's it's interesting. It's an interesting t- storytelling tactic. 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 I love John Leguizamo. Yeah, he's in a lot of. Uh, best yeah. Films oh too. man, I has Tybalt. I really liked him as Tybalt in he's gr- Romeo he's and great. Juliet. Yeah. I just I just read a, a story recently about how he was on uh, in a movie with Steven Seagal, and he was like he like hated Steven Seagal like he's like Steven Seagal is a huge asshole like there's one um like I don't know something like he had asked him a question and Steven Seagal like pinned him up against the wall and was like I'm the boss here blah blah blah. and so he said that on the day that his character died he came early because he goes I wanted to watch him die and I was like damn John you must have really hated that dude I didn't know Steven Seagal died in movies (laughs) apparently apparently i don't remember the movie that this but i don't know whatever okay so this scene where they're like i don't know they're rehearsing the place down because there are so many sparks coming out and christian's meeting them for the first time i love that they mix 
all these different like contemporary music with like these older songs although then this is kind of like the sign of music whatever yeah i like that they use all these like euphemisms for the hills are alive with the sound of music like they can't quite get to a line that fits <laughs> and christian are chanting in a tune of mantra <laughs> christian oh christian's played by ewan mcgregor yeah, yeah. and john legazamo plays toulouse who uh-huh. is toulouse latrec toulouse latrec he's kind of like a dreamer bohemian playwright well he's a painter painter yeah <laughs> i don't know what i he mean is. the real person is it, oh it's a real person is a real painter yeah okay toulouse latrec yeah you you probably know his work it's very it's very did young. he do the posters for the moulin rouge like the real posters um maybe i, I read know. up about some of the i read up about some of the real like can can dancers on the wiki page and it's like what a life back then like i i think it probably was a very hard time to be um in any sort of profession where you're not making uh consistent money but also where you're expected to um sell yourself yeah very dangerous so many like now especially now is like a real or not now but like 1800s was like really a time where a lot of stds or stds started showing up especially like syphilis Mm -hmm. and um I like that. What, what's his name again? Um, I just know he's the Argentinian. The Argentinian, that's right. Who has narcolepsy. <laughs> he has a huge talent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it would not be a good time to... It just says narcoleptic Argentinian on yeah. Google, but it would not be a good time to be... Uh, to take risks <laughs> in that no, time period. Just, I mean... Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, no, this... Things are starting to, you know, I like in the United States, there's a lot of, there's like kind of this wage, like workers uprise or, or uprising going on right now, which is great because I think it can make huge change for us, you know. Um, but during this time, like, I mean, you're pretty much like work to the bone, like good luck surviving, you know, don't steal that piece of bread. Jean Valjean. Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> and that's still, France. Still oh, this safe. is France too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This song is what is this? A Billy Idol song? The Children of the Revolution song? Who sings that? Um David Bowie? Children of the Revolution. Like, you I don't won't know. Fool the children of the Revolution. Isn't that that's a real song. I just don't know who sings it. Oh, this movie also started my obsession with absinthe. Like, I wanted to try absinthe so I bad tr- for I've, so long. Have you ever tried it? No. Um, I know I that there's totally like try it with you. By the way, yeah. Like, you haven't tried it. I've not. I okay. kind of did, but it was like it was so like watered down, and like there wasn't enough that I didn't. Well, I know they don't make it. Like, it had wormwood in it back in oh. and now they don't obviously make it with wormwood in it anymore but they still make what it in some form thing that would make you see like the green i fairy? think so like okay. wormwood is like the dangerous like dangerous element i used to know right. more about it because i had I mean, a, a why small... they keep taking away all the fun things like i know cocaine out of coca-cola i mean come right on. like yeah bring me back my cocaine <laughs> i just miss a simpler time when things like you know um cornflakes were made to prevent masturbation that's I think that really I think that was that, that graham crackers no that was cornflakes really uh-huh. oh wow yeah oh, 
I wanted to tell you, sorry. Oh, no, no, go for it. I remember specifically that the first time I saw this movie, like, up through this scene, the movie seemed so chaotic to me that I wasn't even really sure I liked it. Um, <laughs> and then you saw this scene and you were like, oh, just kidding. No. This is extra chaotic. Yeah, this scene where they're dancing in the Moulin Rouge. Yeah. The can-can is going on. Like, I really like it now because it makes sense that it would just be pure chaos and color and shouting and singing because it's you know like a club a nightclub but when I first saw the movie I was just I remember it was like it was sensory overload and I was I was not a fan and I I remember very clearly being like this movie is not what I thought it was going to be I don't think I like this movie it's like I can't tell what's going on and it was like way built up because they had that song the um this like the big collaboration song with you know like uh I don't remember the artist now. It was like Vulu Vulu Kushe Afik. Oh, 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 um, Pink, Maya, Missy Elliott, and Christina Aguilera. Yeah, and I remember that song was like a mega hit. Yeah. And so, like, everyone was excited about the movie. And, uh, and then the movie calms way down after this and it has a beautiful narrative. And now I really like the movie. Like, it was just the first time I saw it when I just did not know what to expect that I was just like, overwhelmed in this scene no it's a it's a lot and it's this the i mean baz lerman like his stuff tends to be a little bit more like colorfully chaotic but did you ever see um strictly ballroom it's an australian no i haven't so he directed that too and that is like the calmest movie (laughs) i've seen of his i actually really like that movie as it turns out i love ballroom dancing movies i don't know why did you like the silver linings playbook i never saw it. oh that's a good movie about it has a ballroom dancing element oh does it i think you might like it i don't think i really like i just don't think i'm a big fan of um bradley cooper like he's fine but i'm like not like I wouldn't actively seek out his stuff. Oh, you should watch it. It's fun. It's. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. The more I've heard about it, the less I want to see it. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah. Did you ever see um, Australia? Yes. Did, oh, no, I yeah, did yeah, not yeah. like Nicole that movie. Jackman. I didn't like it. I don't it's... remember really liking it either. But I don't remember a lot of stuff about it's it. It's a four so. act movie, which I didn't know that going into it somebody i think uh my friend diane who worked at the theater with me actually after the movie was done we were chatting and she said yeah there's not many four act movies and i was like oh that makes sense why it felt like an eternity and i just (laughs) not a fan but romeo and juliet and this movie are probably my favorite baz luhrmann movies romeo and juliet is my favorite baz luhrmann movie but um I, would say I should this see. This one's probably my favorite. I've heard Strictly Ballroom. I've heard good things about Strictly Ballroom, so I'll probably see it. But you someday, should. I think you'd like it. It's it's cute, but it's definitely like, like it's about this woman who's like um, kind of like a like a plain Jane, you know, whatever. And she likes to starts dancing with this dude, and and then she's like, you know, I feel better about myself, and she starts like, you know, kind of just looking looking a little bit better, and and uh, they end up. You know, like it's it's, it's a it's a romance movie. It's it's cute. It's really cute. I think I'll, I've heard it. good things about it. Yeah. I would recommend it if yeah. Yes, there's Mr. So, Roxburgh, and he was so creepy in this movie. Like, so we should we should fo- okay. So this is the reveal of Nicole Kidman's character Satine, mm-hmm. and I have to also be honest with you that I've always I've never thought Nicole Kidman was ugly. I'm not trying to be catty at all, but 
as I've gotten older, I've appreciated her beauty way more than I did when I was a younger person. And I think she's gorgeous in this movie. I think so too. I think she's, she's got kind of like an almost like, like Kate Blanchett and her kind of have this like ethereal sort of like, almost like an elfin beauty. There's this mm-hmm. one actress in uh, Vikings that I swear is like the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, she's a real life elf <laughs> because she looks, I'm going to look her up because I want to. So this, in this scene, I, I remember like, I just, the culture of like courtesan culture and like what she was trying to accomplish, I think was just kind of lost on me the first time I see it. But now I really like how effortlessly she just does and plays this character that all these men just want her to be. Right. And I love the pouty faces she does. I think they're, I don't know. I just really like, I like that Nicole Kidman is playing a character, playing a character. And I think that's so interesting and it's such a good performance. Yeah. She's, you know, one of the things that I always think about, like when like a movie like this, where you have to, be a certain person and you have to be on you know yep I mean as a woman like just thinking about that while doing like having your period and it's the <laughs> 1800s and oh yes you're cramped up and you're cranky and you don't want any man to touch you because you're like everyone's disgusting get away from me and like I just don't want to be touched right now and then there's and then you have to go and you have to like fucking perform and act like you know I mean Essentially, you're acting like the every man's fantasy, you know, like you are not a person at this point. You are just an object. And it's, I can't, I can't imagine that. Okay. So her name is Alyssa Sutherland. Oh. And I'll send you her. Okay. I love this part. So her and Zidler are sort of like dancing together and it's very loud so they're having like their own conversation because there's so much cheering they can talk about whatever they want and and she's like and he's like i've arranged a private meeting with the duke who's this like wealthy investor because satine wants to be a famous actress she doesn't want to be a can-can dancer forever you know and um and she's like which one is the duke and he's like he's the one toulouse is waving a handkerchief at and so there's like this like misdirection and confusion and she sees christian not the duke and i just i don't know and i love when this part when they're like all the women have their skirts up and they're she's doing a wardrobe change behind the skirts like i know it's just fun to see like the artistry behind and i always love that bright and bubbly smoldering temptress there's one part later where she is like she's like oh you're a tiger (laughs) well i was actually going to talk about that part when it came up because that was another part that i just did not get when i saw it the first time and now i totally get i know what she's doing like i totally know what she's doing now but it's funny because it's like when um it's like when i watched american beauty for the first time and I because we had talked about it and I thought that the relationship between Lester and uh, Angela was like kind of sexy and then as an adult I'm like this is disgusting and awful and horrifying and I'm like traumatized by this (laughs) and it's just you you know you have all these experiences that I sent you the picture by the way that um, like you know kind of just make you realize I mean, being in this situation, you know, 
where she has to sell herself to like the highest bidder is just ugh. so it looks like fun but i think overall this would not be like someone that you know like you wouldn't want to be in this you know what i mean yeah i don't yeah i think if she could make her own income and she didn't have to be a a prostitute basically right maybe it'd be fun but well that's the thing too if she was just in control of her own life Mm -hmm. um satine we're talking about yeah um if she was just in control of her own life other than having ziddler like constantly watching over her because he's essentially her pimp oh big time Yeah. yeah but and i would imagine that he takes probably a big cut of the money you know and so she's she's just under his thumb and then and now she's it's like and then you find out later she's like slowly dying and so yeah the whole situation is tuberculosis is nasty yeah well i wanted to talk about that as well because uh there's a couple things that movie fight like movies about this time glamorize a horrific wasting disease basically oh yeah like she's it's like the movie um Jeez, I forgot the name. Winter's Tale. You know, like yeah. they're perfectly healthy until they have a coughing fit. And then it's like they're sick until the coughing fit is over. And then they're perfectly healthy again. Like, well, I don't think she'd like be a tiny bit of blood. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I don't think she'd be like so vivacious and lifelike looking as it neared the end, you know? Yeah. And no. obviously it's romanticized, but I think. It's probably it was probably pretty terrible uh, dying of that. <laughs> you can see the hats from. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's that's creative. Um, but uh, I do to talk about Ziedler for a second and her relationship is I actually it's endearing in a way that I think Baz Luhrmann intended you to feel because I don't think normally you want to feel sympathy or any like warm feelings about their relationship but it feels like he does care about her in a way more than just that she makes a lot of money for him like they have this interesting relationship and i think that that makes it hard to hate him even though he just looks so creepy and does such terrible things right well i think he's i think he's probably in a similar situation where she is maybe like in a you know oh my god for a second i thought your foot was a cat i was like where where'd you get a cat <laughs> like why wouldn't you tell me <laughs> I I was my, wouldn't that be funny wouldn't that be funny if my surprise to you is i just got a cat and i didn't tell you about it until like he just like just jumped up oh that'd be funny I'd be like, and then what if i pretended not to see him like what if i you're like what what i don't what are you talking about lauren it would be like, there's a cat here. And I'd be like, Lauren, should I call somebody? Should I call a doctor? <laughs> I do like this part. Um, I think the cattiness of, of her fellow dancers are interesting. Like her going, oh, I don't know if the Duke's going to get everything he wants tonight. Like Satine right. has collapsed because she has tuberculosis and, or consumption. Is that the same thing? Right? Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. Consumption's more just like, a, I think that they called it consumption because it's a wasting disease yeah like what you said no but to, to refer back to what you said about <clears throat> it kind of being like a romanticized disorder or disease or whatever um did you ever see 
Petty Dreadful? With no. Ava Green and Mm-mm. okay. So um Billy Piper's in it and she plays a character named like Brona or something. I didn't really care for Brona. She dies and later becomes like Frankenstein's wife and Anyway, the second season's not great, and I've never finished it because the second season was like, okay. So, like, they have the character Dorian Gray in it, and, like, in the first season, he's amazing and really interesting, and then the second, he, like, completely loses everything that made him interesting, and I was like, cool, this is my favorite character, one of my favorites. But um, Brona has consumption and like when she's dying there's blood like everywhere oh, okay like, it's coating her sheet like yeah. it's disgusting yeah that and seems I was like, like probably slightly more accurate that's what i was thinking yeah. too i'm like if you're coughing everywhere like i know when i'm sick and i'm at home i'm just like <laughs> like hacking up along everywhere you know so yeah it would make sense that there'd be blood you know and when you get to a point where you're dying and you can't clean up after yourself so you're just like whatever because I'm about to die, you know. And mm-hmm. anyway, um, I thought that was kind of a relief. This part, okay. So, like the woman, like the mistress of the Moulin Rouge, I guess, who's like helping her get ready, is like helping Nicole Kidman dress for her evening with the Duke, and she's putting her in this this whole getup, this beautiful red dress. And Ziedler comes back, and she's like, "See, I'm fine. I just had a fainting fainting spell." And and then when she goes in to visit the Duke, she's wearing just like black lingerie. And I'm like, "What does she wear that dress for? Is that a continuity error or what?" <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of a continuity error, isn't it? She like she looks a lot more comfortable in like the in like the black yeah um, lingerie set than she did in like this fucking corset thing that would restrict her breathing. Like, no wonder she's fucking fainting all the time. Maybe she's not even dying of consum- consumption. She just has too <laughs> tight of yeah, you know, friggin' oh, she took it off. Yeah, why though? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but and Ziedler is played by James. Jim, what's it? Is it Jim, Jim Broadbent? Jim Broadbent, and yeah. I think he does a. This is probably I've seen him in a couple of things, and I think this might be his best role, just because he. Oh man, I've disappears seen him in so into it things. so well. I think he he has a tendency to do that. Um, okay, first of all, I have to say, her elephant room. I always wanted that room. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, dream room. It's. I mean, I could do without the like erotic art. Like I'm fine without it. Yeah. Um, but the like it has this like indian sort of like a moroccan and i'm like oh i love it it is really cool yeah it is really i i love this back and forth between her so satine and christian christian is there and she thinks he's the duke and he's trying to pitch the play to her so they can get it performed at the moulin rouge she thinks he's talking about sex and he thinks she's talking about a poetry or so he's talking about a poetry reading, but she <laughs> thinks he's talking about sex because she thinks he's the Duke. And he thinks she's talking about his poetry reading. And so he's like, oh, I'd rather do it standing. And she's like, standing? Do you, and she says, like, do you want champagne? And he's like, uh, I'd rather just get right to it. And she gets, like, visibly annoyed for a second because she's like, what? No seduction? Like, just get to it, you know? know. But I- he's... And this is the part, like, when she's freaking out and she's like, don't stop, because he's reading the, or say, reciting the poetry. When I was younger, I was like, what is, she, she's mental, but now I totally get it. Like, she's, oh, yeah, yeah. she's doing what he, she thinks he wants, you know? Right, right. Let mummy help. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I always love the scene. Oh, like the, she's like, let's make love. Oh, oh. <laughs> Can't you feel the poetry? <laughs> oh, my God. That look on his Read face. The tiger. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Oh, he's got a huge talent. <laughs> oh, there's a heart. I need your poetry now. <laughs> Who would have thought Elton John? Actually, technically, these are not Elton John's words. They're his uh, songwriting partner. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, were they? Yeah. Elton John never wrote lyrics. It was always, hang on, I got to get the name. I didn't know that. Yeah. Elton John wrote the music, and his writing partner. Bernie Taupin wrote all the lyrics. So this song was written by Bernie Taupin. I mean, Elton John. Oh, it's covered. Yeah, I think it's a really pretty song. I actually like it more than the original. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Like I've heard many, I've heard them both many, many times. And each time I'm like, I prefer the Moonlanders version. Hmm. So it's, um, it's your song. Like, That's the song that, he, that he's singing. He reacts to her like rolling around on the floor. He's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, is a little, this is a little much for me, girl. <sighs> that it was such that haircut. The haircut he has is such like a 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Like, <sighs> you know, my hair, if I parted a certain way, I could make my hair look like a 90s skater boy (laughs) i can even do like the justin bieber because it's short enough but (laughs) i just push it back like uh or the alan quartermain alan quartermain (laughs) yeah i push it back um like what's her name gillian anderson does in um in sex education Mm. i love her haircut now but yeah no i always like I always really like the music, and I love the love medley that they do too. Oh, come what may. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, the the love medley. It's coming up. Oh, in this scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. She's like, I'll drink too much. Although he does kind of decide that he's like in love with her like immediately. But so does she. Yeah, that's true. She well, she does. I you can tell because they have like a look between them where she's like, uh oh. Earlier, it happened already, but um, I don't know. It would be very. I mean, she she does say it, or like later that it's like it's very difficult for her to have feelings for someone doing the job that she does. You know, Mm -hmm. because you really can't. I mean, you know, unless you're the person you're with is like, I'm totally okay with you going and sleeping with other dudes, like. If you have that kind of relationship, great. And, you know, I mean, some people do. Some people are okay with that. Uh, But I can't imagine that it would be easy to, like, I mean, we think dating now is hard, but imagine being a courtesan in the early 1800s. Yeah, well, yeah. The early, late 1800s. I keep doing this. Uh, I like the scene because I like... I love the dancing on the roof. Yeah, the, the, the romance sparkly. of the mist when they're dancing on the rooftops and everything. Yes. But I do have to admit that this movie has some dated special effects in very dated, like, slow motion moments that bother me. Yeah. Um, And I 
but it doesn't ruin the movie for me. I just I noticed that it it um it has not withstood the test of time as yeah, well as like I would have liked. Looks, yeah, well, it's Jim Broadbent's there, face like singing. Yeah. 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 Um it should have been Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh. <laughs> but oh well. Yeah. He's great. I love him in the in the um great uh, British baking show. Big time. He's he's the best of the hosts, I think. I was watching the IT crowd recently. <laughs> Richmond, that, I love him. Yeah, and Richmond, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Richmond's out of his room. What are we doing? Yeah. Out of his room. <laughs> I love they go to, uh they take him to that dinner party and he hooks <laughs> up with a woman and they have to listen oh, to him. Look, I'm having an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that. I think I was watching it with someone and they were like, That's you and I was like, Yeah, that is me. <laughs> No, because she's like, oh, social situations. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's. <sighs> I just love this movie. Like, it's just so fun, you know? Yeah. Nicole Kidman is awesome. The Duke yeah. is really good at, like, skeezy facial expressions. He, so. he really is. He's on a show. He's on a, because he's British. He's on a show that I kind of started watching called Rake, but I think I didn't want to watch it because there's an American version and I wanted to watch that and I can't remember who the actor was. I want to say it's Greg Kinnear, but that I, I don't think I'd be dedicated enough to a Greg Kinnear movie or show. <laughs> like I, I don't mind him, but he's not someone that I would like actively seek out. Like if I found out that Greg Kinnear was in a movie, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I love Greg Kinnear. I'm going to go see this movie. I'd be like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, I get I it. I, I feel pretty neutral about him, but I, yeah, but anyway, so he's just, yeah, he's, he's so, I mean, like, I love the facial, ex <laughs> the twitchy facial expression. So she's dancing around the room because the Duke has come in and Christian is hiding because she found out that Christian isn't the Duke, obviously. And the Duke is now there. And I love the Duke's twitchy facial expressions because he can't quite understand what she's doing. But he knows that she's very beautiful and he wants to sleep with her. So it's, right. I don't know, it's a very interesting play of back and forth. Right, I know. And she's like trying everything to get him to like not pay attention to, <laughs> to Christian mm -hmm. or whatever. It's it is funny like seeing a movie twenty years later and understanding the thing like she's like all rubbing on his like you know yep you know and it's yeah she's being very seductive in ways that I I mean like I was old enough to know generally what what was happening right, and what right. was expected of her but not see like the slow motion here yes. when she's like coming up to face him I think that's really dated but um. I don't really like slow motion. I've known. I've, no, I've talked I think, about it before. Yeah, I think Wes Anderson very specifically does slow motion well in his movies because he uses it at the end sparingly. And I know it's a trope that a lot of people on the internet like rant about, but I enjoyed that slow motion. But otherwise, yeah, I think it's too much of an emphasis on something that doesn't need that emphasis. But I just yeah. think when I saw the movie the first time, 
some of her seduction tactics and her her play acting at seduction tactics i didn't fully understand right i love i love how christian hides like part of his head is underneath like a little toddler like if i can't see you with my eyes reminds me of like how my cat might (laughs) you know yeah like my eyes are covered if you if i can't see you you can't see me Mm -hmm. i'm like buddy that's not how that works and he's like no that's exactly how it works (laughs) um but yeah i i totally i totally like forgot where we're what we're (laughs) We were talking about slow motion and then... Oh, slow motion. Yeah, I I can't remember. I was watching... I had some movie on that I'd probably seen like a million times. And there was like some slow motion part in it. And I was just like... I was like, why? why? Like, there's no reason for it to be in it, you know? Mm-hmm. How could she even like live her life? She's constantly fainting from consumption. This part is like so ridiculous. So she faints and Ziedler looks through his telescope to peep on her and the Duke having sex and he sees Christian trying to shake her awake because she's fainted and thinks that they're like getting it on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Know, like getting it on like so ridiculous. Standing and up. her face is like catatonic so I don't know what he should be alarmed if he thinks that they're getting it on and that's her face. <laughs> I mean unless that's what the Duke is into. I guess. <laughs> Did you ever see the killing of a sacred deer? Mm-mm. That's with her and and Colin Farrell and he's a doctor in it and he like injects her with something to knock her out like it's a consensual thing and he like has sex with her like passed out body oh really yeah like and that's like but they're like that's like their thing and I was like oh my god I was like why don't you just put her in a bathtub with ice and it'll be like fucking a corpse dude (laughs) I think that would make me like does that mean she doesn't like having sex with him no, I think he likes having sex with someone who's not conscious. Oh. Yeah, it was it was a weird. But it, I mean, I understand that, but it goes both ways. Like, isn't that insulting for her to be like, "Yeah, I'm cool if you knock me out." She is. I don't want to feel it. That's what she's into. That's interesting. Yeah, I I don't know if it was. I don't think it was really for her as much as it was for him. You yeah. know, but that movie was weird. I don't know if I'd I'd really recommend. That it. sounds it was, like a weird movie. It was like this kid that was like obsessed with his character and tries to like get him to kill one of his family members because like it's it's a it's just it's I don't know it was kind of a bizarre movie I don't know if I'd really I probably would never watch it again you know yeah but yeah so and then this is the part where they start singing spectacular this spectacular 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 is my favorite song in the movie it's so much fun. i love it i love this i love how it's such a ridiculous romp how they all show up to sort of save christian <laughs> right. and like they were all peeping in so they can say oh yeah this is an emergency rehearsal yeah 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 exotic switzerland yeah <laughs> <laughs> India. I love I all these movies I watched when there was a bunch of movies I watched when I was a kid that really like glamorized and like romanticized India. Um specifically little the little a little princess. Yeah. Did big you, time. you saw that movie? Yeah, yeah we've talked yeah, we've yeah. talked about it. And uh and I always love like the story she told about like the um 
I think it's like the from the Bahava Gita or whatever. Uh, I'm probably totally not getting that right, but I know it's like a Hindu text, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a religious text. But she always like told these stories, and I was like, sounds so romantic. And then they have all this, and I'm like, just sounds so romantic. And then you like kind of grow up, and you realize that like India's like not really like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. well, I mean, I'm sure that there's certain aspects of India like anything that can be romantic but the reality of it is is that it's hot and there's a lot of people there and it's like did you ever see the movie lion i did not i recommend that 100 percent. is that with deb patel yep and nicole kidman is also in that but um yeah um like every country every country has their negative parts so i don't want to imply that india has only negative parts but oh yeah no for sure the <laughs> movie will really show you a very dark and seedy underbelly of india for children um, and um i guess even slumdog millionaire shows that as well so but lion is based on a true story and it's it's a really beautiful movie it's i 100 percent would recommend it it's it's really good yeah i heard it's good it sounds and emotional it right? is emotional it's it's emotional yeah because it's about a kid that gets adopted adopt, adopted and he's trying to find his like birth parents or whatever yeah so what happens is um dev patel plays the older version of this little boy and this little boy gets lost he's going to work with his brother or something i don't remember they're they're going somewhere and he gets separated from his brother and he gets lost and he he doesn't know where he's from or how to get back home because he's so little and his brother is gone he doesn't know where his brother is and so he kind of wanders around homeless for a while he falls oh he falls asleep on a train i think and it goes mile like way way far away from his home and then he's just they assume he's an orphan and he's put into like a foster home and then he's adopted by a family in australia so he grows up his life in australia and when he's a young adult he sort of remembers that he's not an orphan he was lost and he goes to try to find his his birth parents damn that's sad Mm -hmm. but back to the movie that we're watching i love that dance they do when they're like so exciting it will run for 50 50 years and then the duke is like bobbing his head and i love how he's like i love how he's naive enough to be taken for a ride on this but he also is not naive and later you know i mean like he's He's naive enough to know that his money can buy him whatever he wants. So no matter what happens, he can just go along with it, I think. Right. And maybe that's not naivete. I, I, that's probably a different no, word. No, I think, I, think I think that's the right word because he is – no, I get what you mean. It's not naivete. It's like – it's like um, – I don't know. <laughs> I can't have the word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said the Argentinian was kind of handsome. Yeah, he's he is handsome. He's got like a vibe about him that I'm like, ugh. But the Duke is just so <laughs> creepy. Like I love his voice though. Like I wish you were watching this with the volume up. Feeling inside. Yeah. it's a little bit funny. <laughs> this feeling inside. <laughs> uh, I like. Oh, is- I love this part when uh, 
when or the part when Ziedler's Look at like his face. He, when Ziedler's like I'm the evil Maharaja and the Duke is like oh my god this is the best thing ever and then he is like Ziedler's like no and I would I will play the evil Maharaja and uh, Satine's like Harold no one else could play him you know so <laughs> know. it's like of course you're gonna get the main role or whatever I know I always love how she says that like she's like of course darling <laughs> uh the bodyguard of the Duke reminds me of the um, of Lovejoy from Titanic. Oh yeah, kind yeah, of like same like you know just brute like forceful like just this scary dude that's gonna do whatever like for his you know guy who pays his freaking mortgage you know <laughs> you know what I mean like it's uh, yeah I get uh, it I do. I don't know. A party at the Moulin Rouge might be kind of fun, like an after party. Not with like all the like people who are paying these, you know, courtesans to like sleep with them, but just like a a fun little like John. Like you're just like, yeah, after party, let's drink absinthe and dance with the green fairy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <sighs> uh, T-Rex. That's who sings the Children of the Revolution song. Oh. T-Rex. And I remember now that it was uh, on the movie Billy Elliot which has a lot of T-Rex songs on it. So I don't remember if I've seen that one. It's with Jamie Bell. Yeah, I really like that movie. I liked it a lot when I was younger. Um, I like Jamie Bell. He's yeah. a good actor. Um, I might have seen, I may have seen it like one time, but I don't, I don't remember enough to, you know. No, Christian was like a super babe in this, though. Like, <laughs> for real, for real, for real. Like, I get it. For real, for real. For real. Um, is this like the first movie you saw you and McGregor in? And oh, you were like, no. Who is this? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. I mean, I saw Train Spotting. I saw Life Less Ordinary. There might have been Johnny others Lee that I saw. Such a babe in Train Spotting. Sick Boy. I was like, oh, see, boy. I thought Johnny Lee Miller was, I mean, I ha I thought he was cute in Hackers. So seeing him in Train Spotting was like, no, nah, I already think he's cuter in a different movie. So that didn't. That was like the first movie I'd ever I seen. I think him in. I'm pretty sure Train Spotting was the first movie I saw you and McGregor in. I was think. it? Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was that's the movie but um i saw life less ordinary i love this song that, that she sings the one day i'll fly away mm -hmm. actually this is a song i sing frequently like oh in really apartment. oh yeah big time yeah that and come what may yeah yeah i think that it's interesting because this movie is full of like medleys of famous songs yeah but it and also a lot of has contemporary music too. Yeah, but it also has good original music. Yeah, I agree. and I like I've said this before in the podcast, and I still stand by it. Is the older I get, the less I like musicals. <laughs> so I think this movie suffers from the same thing that other musicals do for me, where I'm like, a lot of the time, I'm like, okay, let's move forward. But <laughs> some of the moments I do really like, and I think it's because they use contemporary music, but also because the original songs are good. But like the Like a Virgin song, I don't really care about. And the Roxanne songs, not my favorite. You know, so there's. I love that. It's one of my favorite scenes. I thought it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. No, and I don't mean that in a. No, listen, I want to clarify. I want to clarify. It's. I, the reason I thought it might be, the reason I thought it might be is because it's a very sexy moment. I just don't care for the, the singing. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, no, his voice is. So I like I think the moment I I remember because I was when I was watching it this week I was like <laughs> I bet Lauren really likes this because it's so sexy. And so I mean, no, I like, think it's hilarious. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to insult you by saying I don't no, like. No, I, I don't I care for because I, I like the scene itself. But I just like I think the older I get, I like I I'm less inclined to enjoy movies being carried by song dialogue i'd rather uh-huh. just have regular dialogue yeah no that's i think I, my issue but i do really like this song yeah i really like this song too um it's so funny. is it called one day i'll fly away i think I it's know. called i'll fly away i'll fly away and she Ugh, i know i f- i really like feel for her because it's like she's just stuck in this in this place speaking of so i was on reddit earlier today and i was on a subreddit called anti-work and i think i talked about it before but anti-work is just like it's not about not working it's about just wanting like life and work balance and wanting fair wages and wanting good you know like benefits whatever um and this person had posted this thing about they they live in korea and they're making like half of what minimum wage is it's like 500 dollars a month yeah, I know. Jeez. And they're like, I'm barely making it here, but I can't find another job because I have to get a permit. And I was like, thank God I live in a country where if I hate a job, I can just leave it. Like, oh, like I had to stop reading because I was like, this is too depressing. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Like, but she is kind of, this is kind of, the reason I had mentioned is because this is kind of where she's at, where it's, you know, 1800s late 1800s almost 1900s there's not a lot of jobs or positions for women out there like she's basically going to either become like a seamstress or i don't know like a work in a house is like a you know you know what i mean it's like sure she could become an entertainer like would she say sarah bernhardt yeah yeah like she could totally become one but the reality of it is is that sarah bernhardt was a huge huge like famous stage actress at that time you know and it's like sure you can go to hollywood and you can be the most beautiful person in the world and you can be the best acting actor in the world but if you don't have like the connections or you don't you're just like not there at the right time you might not make it at all you know yeah well i mean it's all yeah and it's also very similar to how jack and rose and titanic have this like amazing love story on the titanic and Jack knows probably more than Rose that it, life is not what happens on the Titanic. Right. So that's why I think when we talked about it, we were like, kind of seemed like Jack knew that she wasn't going to, like, like love is all you need is a good sentiment. But in 1899 or 1912, when Titanic was, like, you needed yeah. more than love, you know? Yeah. Like, no, I like, know. Like, you can't, you, you know, and she's right. Like, love doesn't you know, living on the street, that's, that's worse. That's a bad fate when you're, when oh, it's yeah. the Victorian times. And even now, I mean, like now you don't want to live on the street, but I'm just oh, saying no. like, there's m- way more opportunities for women now. So you can romanticize things because you can make your own money and you right. don't have to be a prostitute or a seamstress or a maid or, to make money, you know, yeah, or marry some guy like the Duke who yeah. abuses you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, just like, for security. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of like, you know, you just don't have a lot of opportunities. It's, and she's dying too. So it's like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, sure you could escape, but 
you could escape this life, but where are you going to go? You know, like, what are you going to do? Where, like, are you even going to be able to gather enough money to get out of this situation? Right. Because Ziedler, I mean, we do say like, or Ziedler, he does kind of, I guess we do kind of feel a little bit of empathy for him, but he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would let his star get away you know what i mean right well and there is like an older guy that seems to be calling the shots a lot as well in the movie so it seems like maybe he's not the final say anyway there's a guy also that wait there is yeah you know like there's this older guy who's like like gets mad when they keep chanting for Satine and he's like stop chanting you know and so Ziedler's like oh you scared her away and then later in the movie their old guy is like the duke is leaving and so he has to lie to the duke oh yeah yeah okay yeah you're gonna have to point him out I will yeah yeah it's been a hot minute um it's it's just such a I mean you know in this situation where you know she's having feelings for this guy well first of all they just met so let's calm down here a little bit (laughs) like i always say that like i'm like i know that like you two are feeling this like uncontrollable lust for each other but you're not in love like you're just you know like things are a little are going on down under and you're like okay what's up what's up what's up you know uh but i don't know i it's I think that people are drawn to what they can't have, you know, mm-hmm. and in a situation like this, this, and it's really more her, like if she gets caught with this guy, her life is going to fall apart. His will be fine, mm-hmm. you know, and it's easy to get carried away with a situation where you're like, you know, you want to be with this person and and you don't think of the consequences or you don't immediately think of them or whatever and i don't know this whole movie is just so sad like there's just so many layers of like what makes this movie so sad you know yeah and uh and and all these women that are at the moulin rouge i mean i can't imagine their lives are pretty are great you know they probably wish they were sateen yeah well yeah i think that's why the um the dark-haired one sort of sells her out you know oh, the one with the alan quartermain hair yeah <laughs> yes because i think you know like everyone's grappling for top position and right right and then toulouse was in love with her yeah. right i wasn't sure if toulouse was in love with her or if he was in love with christian honestly i wasn't sure. oh that's a good yeah i think he was in love with her though just based on um just historically because he painted a lot of women uh like ballet dancers oh, okay yeah so you should look up his stuff though toulouse Lautrec because he's got he's a he's a great artist or he was a great artist but i think a really like i think he had a very sad life like he drank himself to death or something i don't know don't <laughs> quote me on that but i i don't from what i remember reading about him i don't think he had a very happy life i think he had a pretty sad oh that sad makes life. sense i mean yeah. i think um artists especially in history didn't always have yeah great lives it's like comedians like Burbigley. <laughs> this you, scene i i just don't like my <laughs> this scene is interesting because this is where we see the duke and ziedler uh so ziedler basically sells 
Satine to the Duke. Right. And the Duke shows his true colors when he like freaks out and he's like, I don't like people touching my things. And he says, you know, like, I'll fund the play and I'll give you money for the Moulin Rouge, but you have to give me exclusive rights to Satine. And I'm like, of course, these two men are awful, creepy men who think that a person can be given in a contract. Yeah. And yeah. You know, well, and, the th- and he refers to her as a thing. Yeah, like he doesn't see her, he doesn't see her as a person. He sees her as something he owns. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's it's an interesting scene, and I love something that I find I, really I romantic. Love that little beret and like a white outfit. She yeah, she so is cute. dressed really pretty. <laughs> but something that I I really find romantic, and I did when I was younger and I saw this and I still do is just like the secret love affair. Like her and I love her and Christian like smiling at each other. And I love this montage of, of them with Toulouse in the apartment, just laughing and like being young and in love. And I, I just, I know it's so heartwarming and endearing. And for a minute you kind of forget that she's dying and that the movie is still got like an hour and a half left. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's probably going to be, and I just, I love the romantic scenes between them. I think they're so romantic and I am a sucker for beautiful romance that is re- like believable. Like I believe that these two characters are, could be shadows of real people, you know, like they're, it's not too ridiculous when you see them interact. They have a lot of chemistry. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I have actually seen them doing like behind the scenes stuff and it's just like palpable like just oh really them. oh yeah yeah like they're like they were rehearsing at one point he was like kind of like touching like her bare shoulder and I was like that was so intimate and she was like <laughs> she was like looking over her shoulder like at him and I was like oh my <laughs> oh my yeah they have <laughs> I think like so you McGregor and Nicole Kidman have amazing chemistry yeah. and Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling have similar chemistry, I think. And I think Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler in a different way have the same type of chemistry, but they don't do movies like this. So it's a little harder to tell. Yeah, what couples yeah. do you think in Hollywood besides the ones I mentioned? What, like that have really great chemistry? Like, yeah, like when, when they're on screen, you're like, oh my gosh, are they sleeping together in real life? You know, like that sort of chemistry. Not that um, I'm Gary Oldman them. and Winona Ryder. Really? I haven't mm-hmm. seen, that's Dracula, right? Mm-hmm. right? I haven't seen Oh my that. God. There's like hands down like the sexiest non-sex scene I've ever seen in that movie. And I, and believe it or not, Sam, I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> Would you and say you're a watcher of movies? I would say I'm a watcher of movies. And uh, there's a scene where he, like, as Mist enters her room and he, like, goes under her covers and she's, like, asleep and she, like, wakes up and he's, like, on top of her. It's not, like, it's not creepy. And she, like, wakes up and... I know. Sorry, I just said that. <laughs> no, but, like, I just think, like, the way you said it sounds creepy, but then you're, like, don't worry. It's, it's, not, it's not. not creepy. No, she wakes up and she's, like, oh, my gosh, my love, you're here. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so right. they are like kind of having this like back and forth where she's like, I don't want to be without you. I love you. And, and, um, he like gives her blood, like use like on his chest and just their chemistry is, Oh man, I should show you. Yeah. I'm sure I can find like a, a clip of it, but it's yeah, for sure. That would, I would say like Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder are like, like, Oh, prime, just perfect. Like, Oh, so good. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
trying to think of others. There's some more slow motion in this scene when they're like kissing and I don't like that, but I like how it's really sad how they're getting discovered. Like they're kissing and they're laughing and they're just like being young and loving each other and Ziedler sees. And I know. Oh, Christian God. has lipstick all over his They're mouth. probably like in their like 30s in this, like, you know, in this movie. Like in real life? Yeah. Or like late 20s, right? In real life, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I, I think she's in her 50s. Yeah, I think so. I thought their characters might supposed to be like early 20s. Do you think? Right. I don't know she looks like she's always like even when she was younger she looked older but she, that's, yeah no, that, i that's agree not like in a bad way. i know i know what you mean and i yeah. agree because she, just, she always just kind of looked older you maybe know? she maybe her character is even supposed to be older than him like maybe he's yeah, supposed maybe. to be in his early 20s and she's supposed to be in her late 20s or 30s yeah maybe anyway i, I, I interrupted you if you think of any other couples oh feel free um, to pop in oh and that picture you sent me of that elfin actress you're right she does look Alyssa, like an yeah, elf yeah, yeah she's yeah i know she uh when they first introduced her well first of all i don't i don't think you're supposed to like her as a character oh, okay. i never liked her um but like the main character like cheats on his wife with her Oh. yeah and his wife is like okay and he's like listen listen we could do this thing where we could just all be in a relationship together oh and his gosh. wife is like bitch no like she's like i'm a fucking shield maiden so i'm amazing bye like i'm just gonna leave you and then like sh- like all she does is like this woman the elfin one just has like a million babies and they're all shitty and I hate all of the characters like her sons like all of her sons I hated them well because they because you know it's it's takes place over like maybe like 30 or 40 years you know and so characters die and so main characters die off and then so like the characters that are running the show now are like her kids and they're all pieces of shit (laughs) so I stopped watching the show because I I was like I don't really care about these characters and I can't get into it. So we're done. So, yeah. Yeah. So this is sad. So I I always hate stuff like this in movies. How, so the Duke really wants to spend time with Satine and she keeps blowing him off. But Ziedler discovers that her and Christian are having a little affair and he's like, you got to end it. And Satine has like, like a panic attack almost, which makes her have like a consumptive episode and she faints and so christian's waiting for her to come visit him the duke's waiting for her and it bothers me because in the next scene she never tells christian she's sick she's right. just you know and and he's like why didn't you show up but then this is that's him that old man that just said the duke uh. is leaving so now ziedler has to lie to the duke and say she's confessing because she wants to shove off her former life and she sees her time with you as her wedding night and this whole thing is so creepy and i hate this oh my god moment with the, them like, and the virgin thing that they sing is so i know yeah it's uh it's the whole idea of like putting so much emphasis on a woman's virginity is like one of like the creepiest things to me because it's like you know what a woman isn't defined by whether or not she's had a fucking penis inside of her right you know what i mean yeah and also that totally like erases and eliminates all of the like troubles and effort that women who are lesbians or identify as bisexual had gone through because it's like so they're not like 
they're not worth it because they don't want a penis. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, it's just, it's just bullshit. It's just a bunch of bullshit is what it is. It, yeah, know? it's, it's, uh, like your value is not worth whether or not you've had sex with someone, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like a woman, well, a woman or a girl is the most sexually desirable when she's never been with somebody else but a man could have been with 75 other people yeah and like, he's like nobody looks down on him for that if and so if i'm dating some guy that's been with 75 well, people i'm gonna be like okay you go and sleep with another 75 but one of those 75 is not gonna be me <laughs> i just mean i just mean like like it's an unfair no it totally is it totally is yeah it's like comparison like oh i have to be the one to take her virginity but oh if any other man takes her virginity oh she's just a ruined woman yeah and but i have slept with a bunch of women you know i have done maybe forcefully slept with women maybe Ugh. it was consent you know but and nobody thinks in this like sort of weird mindset nobody thinks that that's I don't want to say bad because I'm not trying to like shame anybody for having sex. I'm just saying it's like unequal. It's an unequal. No, it totally is. It's a yeah. double standard. Double standard. That's what I was looking is for. Like, okay. Yeah. Like imagine if people, oh, <laughs> those gelatin molds of breasts. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this song. I hate this. I hate everything about this scene. Honestly, I don't care. I for... love like the, like the Madonna version of it is fun. But yeah, this scene, like in context, is like it's when Madonna sings it, it's cute and fun because it's like, okay, it's from a woman's perspective who's like, oh my God, I really like this guy and he makes me feel so good, like a virgin for the first time, you know. But with this, the implication behind it is so like, oh, <laughs> you know? like, yeah, it's, so, it's just like, so skeezy. skeezy. Uh, yeah, skeezy. <laughs> yeah, oh skeezy is the word of the episode. <laughs> uh, just he's, yeah, no, I know. Even when she's sick, she looks like she's gorgeous. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, if, if I'm sick and I look as beautiful as Nicole Kidman, then everything's going all right. right. <laughs> yeah. like, like, in real she's life, wearing she's, this, like, like, puking and, like, her significant other's like, you look beautiful, Nicole. And she's like, get away from me, yeah. puking. <laughs> in that scene, she's wearing, like, beautiful lingerie and she's just, she just looks like, I like, she very could, lovely. Honestly, she could dress in a garbage bag and she'd look amazing. <laughs> like, just... This whole thing is like he does the thrill. What is the Duke doing? Like the thriller dance? I don't know what he or did like just the then. Vampire. Yeah, like Nosferatu. <laughs> Feels so good inside. He's uh, so weird. I know. Ugh. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I just don't. I don't care for it. Did I mention that I don't care for it? Because I don't yeah, you've care for it. it. Yeah, like this whole thing. Like, ugh, it's so creepy so he's, mike oh go ahead richard roxburgh is so good though like he's oh the performances are amazing yeah, he's like he's so good at, at being creepy it was just so interesting seeing van helsing and seeing him as dracula because i was like this guy's kind of sexy and then i was like yeah what he's the duke that can't no i don't believe that that can't be right i don't that's not the same person like i i couldn't like but I've had um, Jim Broadbent, just speaking of, of actors, I've seen him in so many things and almost everything. Well, I do recognize him now, but when I first started seeing him in a lot of stuff, I like wouldn't recognize him as Zidler because I'd be like, oh, he looks totally different. Like he was in Narnia. Yeah. He was in The Lion, mm -hmm. the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, 
but I think he's I think he's a very multifaceted actor. Oh, you know, big time. Jim Broadpen, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, I just noticed something that I hadn't noticed before. So we're watching it with subtitles. This is the scene where they find out that Satina's dying. Oh yeah. And Zidler said she mustn't know. The show must go on. So she doesn't know she's dying. Oh. And I didn't catch that before. I do think it's weird that like so between so the night before she was supposed to sleep with the duke but she fainted and she had that spell and then all of a sudden the next morning she's at christian's house in her robe like they've just maybe slept together how when did she come over to christian's house and why is he now like where were you last night like she was sitting on his bed so what how did that conversation happen like what happened between those two moments i think there's like I a continuity mix happened, up there or something well, it looks to me like maybe she went over there and although it is kind of weird that she's wearing like a robe, like she didn't walk over there in a robe. Like I have a hard time right. believing that, you know what I mean? And she's relaxing on his bed like they've had a conversation or, or something. Or like they just slept together. Yeah, like yeah. something like that. Yeah, like it's a, like an intimate. We don't see her knocking on the door. I don't know. I mean, I kind of just, I think you just have to assume. You, you have to kind of just. I play. mean. The movie is about, yeah, like some ridiculous things. So I can believe it. I'm just thinking, like the scene starts in a very weird manner. Yeah, it does. I mean, I guess it's like when I like when I have my dreams and I tell you because I don't have like my dreams are very disjointed. So I usually add stuff in to make it more. Like, you lie about your dreams. No, I don't. <laughs> no I like no I like say like okay and then we drove in a car you know what I mean like I'm like we we got somewhere but I'm I'm inserting um what am I trying to say I'm inserting little details that were not in my dream so it makes more sense to you because it makes sense to me because it was my dream sure but you know yeah like I'm not I'm trying to like fill in the gaps I guess Hmm. I'm not lying about my dream I feel so deceived (laughs) Speaking of oh. dreams, I had a dream the other night that Billie Eilish's real name was Angina. <laughs> and in the dream, I was talking to Mike and I was like, her name is Angina. And we were both like, well, I can see why she goes by Billie. <laughs> Angina. <laughs> and um, so is this it, scene is... the sexy heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> the scene is really romantic when they're writing their Come What May song. And it's yes. like going back and forth between like the apartment when she's like when she tells him she has to sleep with the duke on opening night and he's like obviously going to be very jealous and then he's like okay well we'll, no matter what happens we'll put a secret song in the production and then we'll always know we're going to love each other and i really like the the cutting back the editing back and forth to the apartment when he when they first start singing it and then the rehearsal where they're singing it to each other where everyone else is around and me too i know very sweet and very lovely there's like one scene where they're standing like wrapped up in like a like a sheet or something and i always love that part <gasps> me too in so like the wind is it in like the window yeah, i love that yeah, i love that yeah. shot as well i think that's such a beautiful it's a beautiful pose for them and it's also just such a romantic i know i i did this movie's like so romanticized and it's it's like the reality of it is is that the city's like really dirty you know like it's like <laughs> well, yeah and it's well and it's a time before like the well like the industrial revolution really started you know so they're using like coal to like fuel things and coal well, makes everything dirty yeah like it's nasty isn't coal like wasn't coal part of the industrial revolution like isn't that well, when maybe. they started using coal i don't know i 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not 100 certain <laughs> I either. either. I do think it's kind of weird that like Duke and Satine are going on like a date, and he's like coming along. Yeah, I well, like if I was a Duke, I'd be like, Christian, get the fuck out of here. You're ruining yeah. my game, Why does asshole. Like, that's <laughs> like, like if you're a man, this 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 yeah, shot, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so beautiful when they're like naked in the window. So I love it. I love it too. Um, if you're the Duke and you and McGregor is trying to come on your dates, you can like. <laughs> Oh, that'd be like me. That'd be like me going on a date and being like, "Yeah, sure. Uh, this beautiful woman from Hollywood can come on dates with us, and I won't think it's weird." <laughs> like what? Like, I mean, you know, maybe Satine should just talk to the Duke and be like, "Listen, listen. Um, do you ever think about maybe just making it a throuple?" <laughs> throuple. I got like something ha- when I was watching tiktok when i was was using tiktok something happened and like my algorithm sent me down the path of like videos made by thruples and i was like a thruple seems like the most stressful awful idea i've ever heard of like if someone pitched the thruple idea to me i'd be like you guys just do your (laughs) thing i'm gonna go off and just find one person i can't i can't be responsible for multiple people's feelings and i can't be responsible for my own feelings being in a situation with three people i just a person i can't do it yeah i'm like listen i'm like a cat when i need to like when i want attention you better give it to me right now (laughs) um well i i actually when i went to a wedding of my my friends uh i was sitting near a woman that she was dating two different people like it was it was a um polyamorous relationship like they were aware of it they knew it and um people can do whatever they want i'm no, just totally for me. i i, I that like was interesting though because they were like the, i these tiktoks were like stressfully interesting to me where i'm like is this real do people really live like this yeah and they're like talking about like who gets to sleep in what bed and and blah 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 and all in all these things and i'm just like oh the stress that i'm feeling just watching this video i can't even I know. think about it, it. You know, like I'm too particular of a person too to like if someone I don't know, like if I had to like switch beds or something, I'd be like, <laughs> no. No, no. This is my bed. No, you go sleep in that bed. I don't care. <laughs> this is my bed. Like, like we talked about this, Lauren. We're supposed to switch up. I don't care. Okay, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want to share my boyfriend, and I don't want to change beds. I don't want to share my stuff with you. <laughs> um. So this scene is where uh, what's her name? Uh, Alan Quartermain, the courtesan who has oh, yeah, this yeah. the bags. I don't know like, her name. She gives up. She she points out that the Duke is being duped. She always kind of had it in for Satine. Yeah, big time. I, I like, like this, this when, I mean, it's, it's such a rookie, rookie mistake, mistake for a Christian. Christian for, for, so the Duke is like, like why would the courtesan not, not end up with the, the rich Maharaja? He offers security, security and Christian's like, like because she, she does, does not love you. you. Yeah. And then, like, I know. Him. She does not I mean love him. him. Like, <laughs> good save, Christian. You did it. You Yeah. Was Freddy, Freud even around? I don't, I don't know. I think that was the early 1900s. I'm not sure. I don't know either. Um, and I like that the Duke, like, this is what I mean by, like, this is what I meant earlier, how he was naive in his money to, like, 
fall for things for a time, but he, and he also knew, but he also knows that even if bad things happen, his money will just get him out of it. And so like, he knows that he's being taken for a ride. He knows that Satine and Christian are probably hooking up in some fashion. And he demands that the ending get re be rewritten, but he doesn't leave because he knows at the end of the day, there's a greater chance of her going with him because of his money than Christian getting anything. You yeah. know? I mean, yeah. I think he obviously underestimates their feelings for each other, but in the real world, how things work, I think in this time period, he would know that his money would get him a girl, even if she didn't want to be with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and especially since she kind of can be bought, you know, because of her her uh, position in life and her job, you know, it's it's like, and you know, she's saying like he could destroy everything, and it's true. Like he could, I mean, he could probably have her end up destitute if he really wanted. You know what I mean? Like. It's like they say, what is that like? Don't underestimate a woman scorned or whatever. What is that term? Yeah, you know what I mean. Hell like, hath no fury. Yeah, like, a like woman hell scorned. hath no fury like a woman scorned. Well, um, let's just let's just talk about that for a second because men's greatest fear is getting made fun of, but women's greatest fear is getting fucking murdered. So, <laughs> just saying. Like, I really that's not true because no I actually like don't like scorned, spiders. But let's talk about no. how, what? I didn't totally miss that, but I was going to say, how half no fury like a man scorned because he going to hurt her way less than she hurts him <laughs> or way more than she hurts him. I mean, I was just it? making a, a bad joke. I said it's not entirely true because I really don't like spiders, but <laughs> murder is bad as well. <laughs> yeah, murder is pretty bad. Yeah, no, I'm mean, sorry. I murder like the same page. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I didn't mean to like undercut what no, you were no, saying, no, but no, yeah, it was funny. It was funny. No, I uh, but that's what I'm saying is that it's like like they say that but i mean like the reality of it is is like well you know like <laughs> she should go and screw him over fuck it fuck the duke he's a terrible guy i hate that guy yeah but the duke sucks but he's a man and he's got a lot of money and this is like and even now there's there's a scene in um broad city where they go to florida because uh, Lana's grandmother had passed away and so they're like cleaning out her like you know her place or whatever and uh and Alana and Abby decide to get an apartment there because it's like super cheap for like a huge rent of space and um should I tell it after the scene sure we can wait okay so this is the Roxanne scene that I was talking about where so I like how Satine in the scene before this like totally put on the charm for the Duke to try to like pull the wool over his eyes and she's like I really hate that Alan Quartermain woman <laughs> she's just really like terrible and I think like so the reason I think this scene is sexy and the reason I think you probably liked it is because it implies that there's a history between the two of them yeah, yeah the yeah, narcoleptic yeah. Argentinian and the Alan Quartermain woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've never seen that actor in anything else I don't think yeah, I don't know. Let me look him up. Because he tells Christian, like, never fall in love with a woman who sells herself. It'll always end badly or whatever. His name is Jacek Corman. And he, oh, he has a child named Clementine Coco. That's a really cute name. <laughs> a cute name. It looks like he might be a uh, legit Argentinian actor. Oh, sorry. He's Polish. Oh. He has some movie titles that are in what I think probably are pole is polish mm -hmm. uh 
Oh, he was in Moulin Rouge. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, he was in That's Australia. So he's in Australia as well. Oh, so he's a Baz Luhrmann. He's a Baz Luhrmann boy. Oh, he was in the movie Defiance with Daniel Craig. Oh, I never saw that one. Jeez, a lot of these movies I've never heard of. Um, the Great Gatsby. Oh, that's another Baz Luhrmann. Children of Men. Oh, oh no. yeah, I liked The Great Gatsby. It was all right. Did you? It yeah. was all right. I really liked the music. I yeah. The music was amazing. So I'm just going to tell you the rest of the story real quick. So they so lana and abby decide to that they want to rent a, a place there and it's like a seniors center but they have but because alana's grandmother lived there she's like has like kind of like a legacy or whatever you know what i mean Jeez. so they're trying to convince all these people and they're like all like old white people and they're trying to convince all these like old white people and they're like to like move let them move in and they're they're playing tennis with these two women and uh they're trying to like convince them to like let the other one win you know and and one of the ladies goes yeah you know i mean she slept with jfk so i didn't have to and and alana goes she's like women have been treated so poorly like in during that time and now <laughs> and i was just like it's so true and i don't know i just that's it <laughs> i just thought it was relevant to this and i felt like i needed to finish it <laughs> And now I feel like it's less relevant, but it's no, it's, I no, I think it's relevant. That's good. Yeah, but. I was just I actually like was a little bit lost. Like who slept with JFK, so who didn't have to? That's where I was. Oh, like, it was like so there are these two women and they were best friends, and one of them had to sleep. Oh, with okay. JFK and the other one didn't. But like, I see that makes I didn't see I was actually lost on that part of the story. So that's what I was stuck. Let's on. say like let's say Maggie didn't sleep with JFK and like flora did sleep with okay JFK. so like when maggie's like oh she slept with jfk so i didn't have to but then flora's like well i slept with jfk and she didn't get to oh so i see okay stories. perspective yeah but yeah. like abby's like oh he was a little like you know looker whatever <laughs> and uh and alana's like oh that's terrible you, you know she, i you know, see so. Yeah. so different women different perspectives <laughs> yeah, same situation yeah. different people that's okay no that makes uh, sense yeah, yeah. I wonder if she was with him when he was one on one of his like meth fueled binges because he was like addicted to meth yeah did you know he had yeah. like colitis or something like he had bad? addison's disease oh okay yeah it's a type of like nerve damage but he also had like colitis like oh, did uh, he? yeah like did uh like intestinal or digestion like yeah, yeah. hospitalized him and i didn't know that Hitler had really bad like digestive issues. Really? Mm-hmm. Jeez. So, and I read somewhere that he would fart a lot. Oops, I farted. Oh my oh mine mine flatulence. Himmler, go outside so you don't smell so sad. And if you hear the toot toot, it isn't me. It does. It was a dog. There is no dog in here. I had a dog and it was a dog, okay? Mind your father. Mind your father. Did you say farter or fatter? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh, the scene with the Duke is so crazy. She's so, like, deeply uninterested in him. And he's like, ugh. I mean, oh, that that necklace that he gives her, like, 
I can't even imagine how expensive that is. Yeah, and how heavy and uncomfortable it probably oh, would be yeah. to wear. Um, I do, I do like that you can tell that she's tempted in a superficial way. Like she knows, like her way of life up to this point has been this this sort of situation equals security, and this is what I should strive for. So she sees the necklace, she sees the security, and I think she is like tempted like you know how when your life changes sometimes you're tempted to go back to how it was before even if it's a good change because it's like good change change is scary oh yeah and so i like that you can tell that she's kind of waffling like most of her doesn't want to do this with the duke but some of her know like it's like the old familiar territory like if i just do this with the duke i'll be taken care of every this is what i want i want to be a famous actress i want to be taken care of and I like how you can see her character sort of feeling that way, but then she sees Christian outside and it like snaps her back. Like, no, this isn't what I want, you know, like, and I, I think that that's a really interesting uh, battle that she's having. Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't quite understand that the Duke was trying to like rape her. Really? Yeah. I, didn't, I might like, not have either. I don't know. I can't, I, I can't remember. Honestly. Like I knew something wasn't right and I knew that she wasn't into it, but I didn't understand like, I don't think I really quite got what like rape was. I was pretty, I was a pretty naive like teenager until my like twenties. And then I kind of like, my sister was like way less naive than I was. And she's four years younger than me. So like she told me about sex. So yeah, like I was a, yeah. So I don't think, I just don't think I understood what was happening. Like I understood that something wasn't right, but I didn't realize like he's trying to assault her, like sexually assault her. So that was uh, interesting seeing that later and realizing like what he's doing. And I was like, oh, damn, this makes us like 10,000 times creepier. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's uh, like. Like, because he's like, I won't like you. Like, you're mine and no one else can have you but me. You know what I mean? He really has that attitude towards her. And I mean, she's terrified like oh the scene is so like it's just so unsettling you know and it's once again like really good editing between the group dancing and then oh yeah for sure christian outside i love the editing in this film yeah it's really well done and the the look on her face in that moment when he's like forcefully undressing her and she's like crying and he like bites her like oh yeah it's heartbreaking yeah see i had no idea like I did not understand what was happening at all when I was a teenager. I think here. I did understand. I would have understood this scene that it was rape uh, just because I was, a, I think I was a little bit older than you when I saw this. And so I knew what rape was by that time, but I might not have understood the gravity of rape, if that makes sense. Right. Like the actual yeah. like seriousness of what rape actually. Maybe, maybe that's what it was for me too. Like yeah. maybe I understood what it, I knew what it was, but I didn't understand like, yeah, because, but I, I, I think I really like, again, like I was a pretty naive, like teenager, 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 Lena. I saw like a thing on Reddit and they were like, it was like, what are, what is a reference that you and your friends most make? And I was like, I was like, this is the weirdest thing, but Paula Dean from Elizabeth. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I did I didn't actually write anything because I was like thinking about how weird that would be to like an outsider. They're like, you quote Paula Dean from Elizabethan, and I'm like, yeah, like a lot. <laughs> like every episode of the podcast, we bring it up. <laughs> Lena, Lena, <laughs> three, three nipples. <laughs> any of your listeners you need to watch this movie it's amazing yeah we did an episode about it it. yeah Yeah. we reviewed it and we love it it's like one of our favorite films i do like this scene when she like gets away from the duke because that guy from the moulin rouge yeah who had like hit him he hit him in the head and she runs to christian she's like i couldn't go through with it which is and that guy's just sitting there watching, he and like, I think that's weird. Like, why is he well, just sitting there? He's, like, one of the only people of color, and he has, like, no lines. Yeah. Oh, he has, like, one or two lines or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, but thank God. I mean, it would have been kind of nice to understand how, um, I mean, I don't even know the character's name. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been yeah. nice to understand how he got to the point where he was, like, something's not right like did he either like have an instinct i wondered that like, as well like it was kind of movie how the door but he i don't think he was i think he was in the theater yeah i don't remember well enough but i thought the same thing that you did like how did he know that the duke was mistreating her because this is like up until now this was her job to yeah. go and be alone with men so why did he yeah yeah it seems like it's it seems like this is, sounds terrible, but it seems like the Duke would have been able to accomplish what he wanted to do because of her position in life. No, her, yeah, nobody yeah. would have been coming yeah, and looking like, for her. I mean, yeah, if I was a pimp and my girls were out having sex with whatever, like unless I was outside the door and I was listening to see if they were in danger, right? Which, I mean, you know, like unless it's like unless the setup in a situation like this is that the women have like a bodyguard outside the door right i don't know it didn't seem like it and there's no exposition yeah and there's no dialogue that says early in the movie like oh he's my sex bodyguard (laughs) you know he's my sex bodyguard yeah um and this (laughs) is one time (laughs) just this reminds me real quick i was set when i worked at the restaurant there's this guy that i used to work with named casey and i was telling him that i learned that um the like an exclamation point and a and a question mark next to each other is called an interrobang and he goes that sounds like a sexy version of an interrogation at guantanamo bay and it took me like a second because i was like oh interrobang <laughs> jeez <laughs> it does sound kind of sexy bodyguard <laughs> i do think like in a situation where you're running away from something bad like don't go back and pack just buy new clothes i mean with what money but still oh so this is where he tells her of course she's dying which like okay so i had a thing to say about that earlier but i we had gotten on other topics but i think she knows she probably knows that she's dying yeah she should if she's coughing up blood Yeah, like she's not she's not unaware that her body is shutting down because she's in her body every day like 24 7 so to me this isn't like like i I think it's a big revelation in that she's like oh shit this is coming you know it's like when someone tells you something you don't want to hear you're like i don't want to hear it oh shit i heard it and now this is gonna change my life you You can't ignore it anymore yeah she she knows she's dying but now she's like shit i'm dying yeah and it's like and uh, she just i love nicole kidman she's so great i do 
something that bothers me and again in movies like this in the lack of communication is that like christian is like the duke wants to kill christian so and she finds out she's dying so for those reasons she doesn't run away with him but can't you just like send a letter to him that's like christian bad news uh the duke wants to kill you also i'm deathly ill so we have to figure out a different way to get this like she has friends like the the man who rescued her from the duke could probably deliver a message you know what i mean it, right. it's i so and Look i know her. that it's a movie you know yeah. well i don't know like may i guess what i'm saying is maybe conceivably she can't leave the moulin rouge right now because somebody right. will see her and i know that it's a movie and if she sent him a letter then the movie would end or it would you know it wouldn't be the same movie but i it just bothers me because things like that just seem it it i it never makes sense to me why they don't communicate with each other you know like right because if if somebody was like oh you have to break up with your partner because there's a hit out on his life because you're dating him because right. this wealthy man wants to kill him then i would be like listen lauren you're one of my closest friends. I need you to take this letter. I need you to take this letter and deliver it because it's very important. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, I don't like <laughs> the thing is that he's he's asking her to go to Christian. He's like, go to Christian, tell him you don't love him, convince him you don't love him. What I don't get is why she couldn't have been like, the Duke found out about us. Now yeah. you're gonna get killed. You need to leave town and we'll meet up somewhere or, or come back in a month and we'll see where we are or i don't know something right like get out of town leave pack all your shit and go because i'm not kidding like this guy if this guy wants you dead you will die like you will end up dead like i don't understand and i see this in so many movies where i'm trying there's another movie i just watched recently and i can't of course i can't think of it where they're like i don't love you i've never loved you blah 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 and i'm like just tell them the truth yeah (laughs) i don't Stand. no well, i agree you have to break their heart oh my god it was it was twilight <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> because <laughs> it was twilight because both edward and jacob did that to bella and um you know they were both like listen i don't care about you i have to go by and then like later they're like i did it because i wanted to save your life and i'm like you know what would save my life just the same is if you told me yeah your life is in danger so we can't be together for right now like why is it i i I don't i know like it's it's one of the weirdest bodyguard yeah it's one of the weirdest tactics in movies and books i it it doesn't and i think that that honestly like i think that that carries over into real life in negative ways because i've heard people i've heard friends uh in my life like acquaintances and friends in my life throughout the years say stuff like oh, I know that this guy likes me. He just won't admit it to himself. And I'm like, no, you know, like that sort of mindset in media teaches people to think that people don't know themselves. So their yes doesn't mean yes and their no doesn't mean no. And I think that it's, there's other factors. It's not just that. Like, I'm not trying to say like, in video games cause violence. I'm not, that's not what I mean. I just mean like little things like that start to add up and people can romanticize things like, you know, like, no, this person just doesn't want to be with you. It's, it's just, it's just sometimes people just don't want to be with other people. It's not that he doesn't know himself, you know? Right. And so I think that, that that's, and that's, maybe that's why it's so annoying to see it in movies and TV and books and stuff, because it's like, why can't they just talk to each other? You know? 
I know. I don't I don't get it either. I, I have to say though, I I fucking love that they use this Queen song. It's amazing. I love this song. I have like a so I have this like kind of idea in my mind that I would love. Like I don't I don't want to like write it or get the like rights for it or anything, but I would love if it happened. Um where people used um so I have like three different songs. Okay. Uh oh shit, I forget the first one. Okay, so there's let's just say two different songs because I forget the first one. <laughs> but the story you remind me of uh in Up when it's like he goes over the Grand Canyon, he goes around the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Or Mount Everest, I think. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, one of the songs, it, so it, it'd be about a boy, a guy that's a gay guy, and he goes to Hollywood and he wants to make it big and he ends up having a romance with like a producer. And the producer's like, I'm going to get you into Hollywood, blah, 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 whatever. And then the producer's like, just kidding. I just want to sleep with you. And so this guy's like, cool. But he like had fallen in love with this dude. And so he's singing um, Against All Odds by Phil Collins. And, and I always picture this for some reason, whenever that song, I ever hear that song, it's in an empty theater on an empty stage with like no audience. And it's just someone singing like with the light spotlight oh. on them. I know. Yeah. So he's singing this and then like later he like becomes more famous and he's like, I have to like, I have to pull my shit together. And so he sings the show must go on, but there's another one and I can't remember what it is because it's, it's oh. like, but it's a it's all like older like classic rock too and i thought that would oh, be a cool. really cool like fun musical like it'd have to be a stage like not a movie it'd have to be on stage oh but sure yeah i think it'd be really fun the show must go on is the queen song that they were just singing mm -hmm. yeah. okay show must go on. see and this is a good example of what you were talking about so she goes to christian's apartment and she's like, I'm staying with the Duke. He offered me everything. And I'm like, wouldn't it be just as easy to tell him the truth? Like, I love you, but our lives are in danger and I'm yeah. dying. Well, and also it's like, so you want this guy to think of you for the rest of his life as like that fucking bitch. Yeah, like, he does. I, I think he kind of becomes a piss baby in a way that I don't like in this when he's like going crazy like there's difference between heartbreak and like being a piss baby and i feel like he kind of straddles that line especially like he's not jacob black bad but <laughs> you know just like i understand being mad and and you know being in like raging that makes sense because what's happening is pretty shitty but he really mistreats her and that's like it I don't like, I feel like Phoebe and friends, when I watch this part of the movie, I want to be like, the end, the end. Because I don't like when he walks into the theater. The sock, Judy. Yeah. Pick up the sock. When he, I don't like when he comes in the theater and says, I'm here to pay my whore. Like I, I, yeah, I don't like that then she Like that's one of the last things he says to her before she dies. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, that I really, but like, what a, like, I listen. Well, and it's like, especially since it's like, he's never viewed her as like a whore. Right, I know. So before. why would that? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, I mean, I can also, I, on the other hand, if I were in his shoes, I can totally understand why he would do that. Because honestly, I might do no, the same thing. No, I, I get what you're saying. I know like, what you mean. Like sitting here comfortable like in my I apartment. I would be petty and bitchy enough to be like, I'm just going to pay well, my whore. <laughs> you know? I, I do agree with you. Like, I don't totally... I can't totally say that what he's doing is not a realistic thing to do. Like for sure, especially since she is essentially leaving him because 
she is going to, oh, what he thinks is she's going to sleep with this Duke right. for security. Like he doesn't know the truth, obviously. So you're right. I mean, I'm being uh, a little too, it. I'm romanticizing it a little too much and calling no, I, names, I do agree. I didn't, I didn't really like it either, but I do. It's so harsh. Like if she had just been like the, the Duke tried to rape me, he wants me. And he will stop at nothing, including ending your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, and he could have taken off, but you're right. This wouldn't have been a movie, but at the same time, it, they could have done something different. Like they could have had him go to the theater and try to kill the Duke or, you know, anything like it's, it's, but it's, it's very three's company, you know, like, did you ever watch three's company? A little bit. Okay, so I, I was really into Three's Company, and I've probably seen, like, the entire series. Um, I loved John Ritter. I was, like, in love with John Ritter when I was younger. And um, I had a, a big crush on Jack, and that was his character's name. And um, every single episode is, like, the whole thing is about miscommunication. Like, if they had just been, like, Janet, listen, um, there's a dish in the sink, and it's broken, instead of her, like, assuming, like, and now I have to go behind his back, and I have to ask a billion other people, and then all this drama happens, and I mean, it's fun, and that's, that's, like, that's the premise of the show, basically, is miscommunication, but it's, like, if you guys just fucking talk to each other, yeah, <laughs> like, literally none of this would happen, exactly, you know? yeah, and, and I think there's a creative way, you can just tell this same story, and just have some sort there's of communication, love joy, yeah, like she could have said to him, like the thing is she could have said to him, I'm staying here and I, I have to do my duty because they will kill you and he could sneak in the same way. Right. And I just, I actually really don't like it that he says, I'm here to pay my whore because it's such an ugly, no, I know, mean, I know. just horrific thing to say to somebody who you claim to love and it doesn't fit his character at all. I know. And That's, it, it's, it too is that it doesn't fit his character. It doesn't fit his yeah. character. It doesn't fit the movie. And, and I think, you know, you can have the same exact thing in the movie could happen, but just like leave out that line or do something slightly like more christian like not christian like bible but i mean yeah, like no, his no. character you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and and so it just it, it always has rubbed me the wrong way and i really don't like it especially since she dies like right after that which is like the ultimate dick punch for him i guess yeah. you know i mean it's yeah it's i love the costumes this whole me too like, yeah the costumes the music like this whole thing is like it's honestly I have no complaints about the casting. Like, in my mind, this is probably one of the best movies. Like, it's such a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I, there's not a lot of flaws in this film. I get it. I yeah. mean, other than what we've talked about. Like, <laughs> no, but there's not like a, a large glaring yeah, problem. It's not like Mr. Brooks, you know? <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> so I have these like, <clears throat> I have these like fantasies where I meet like celebrities um, they're always like we're always in an elevator. It's never sexual. It's not like or romantic or anything. It's always just me asking them stuff about their movies. <laughs> so I like, and I think I told you this one—the Kevin Costner one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just like I don't know. I always fantasize about like playing it so cool in front of celebrities that they remember me for how yes! cool I am. Like <laughs> being like, oh, no big thing that you're famous. Yeah. I like your work handshake maybe yeah. i wink an eye at them yeah. and then forever they're like oh man all these annoying fans i wish the, these fans were like that one woman that i met that one time in that one place you know yeah 
I've met I've met a couple celebrities. I met um God, I can't remember the character she played, but she was in Supernatural, and that was kind of cool. Um, oh yeah, at Comic Con. Yeah, I think I was there she, with you. She yeah. was like super tall and like gorgeous, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but um, I can tell you without a doubt that if I met a celebrity like one on one, that I would probably like lose my mind. Oh yeah. And the no. reason I know this is because I've met the the writer David Sedaris a couple times, and each time I'm like angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, the first time I was, the second and third time I was like, hey, David, what's up? We've met before. And he's like, cool. I remember you. And I'm like, no, you don't, but that's cool. Thanks for lying anyway. Um, but yeah, I can, I can definitely tell you if it was like, especially if I thought they were attractive, I would just be like, I would probably just shut down and like not even say anything. I love it. I, yeah, I feel like I would do something. I, In my attempt to be cool, I'd just be too enthusiastic and which you I know like, in the past like I have done. Like the pool thing. The pool game thing that you just yeah, Oh my <laughs> gosh. The most embarrassing story. Did I ever tell that story on the podcast? I think so. With I where I was like trying to be cool in front of a guy that I had a mild crush on. A very mild crush. I love that And I picked up a so ball funny. from the pool table he was playing on and I tossed it very casually. And then I realized that you shouldn't do that. So I set it down and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he just looked at me and he goes, just leave it there <laughs> and needless to say nothing happened between us but that's I mean everything is worked out way better than at that but at the I time I was like mortified I was like it's such a <laughs> you had one job like all I had to do was act cool enough to maybe strike up a situation where if we saw each other in future situations I could be like oh hey and maybe we could like become friends and but no no right right oh, oh well that was back when I was in either high school or very early college I might have been a senior in high school or or like just newly in college I like how it's, she's like in the process I don't like it but she's in the process of dying as he's chasing her backstage trying to talk to her and she's like don't you see I'm dying of tuberculosis and I he's know. like pissed and like I get that he, he wanted so? to talk to her. Like I totally understand this, but and now she's trying to protect him. Uh, you see, know, like, see, none of this. Like, why can't she say he's got a gun or something? Like nobody talks to each other. I know. Just I talk. <laughs> I just don't understand it. It's so frustrating. And uh man, I can't. I can't imagine living in a time where you have to wear corsets. Because I was looking at one of the audience members, and she was like, I mean, beautiful dress, but she had a corset on that's just like. It it makes you faint, yeah. Like they make you faint. Well, they, they like rearrange. Yeah, your I was gonna say body and like organs. They rearrange like, your organs. Yeah. Like they're so. I actually so there's a girl I knew her in person, and um, I think her name is Sarah, and she, and I feel fine like calling like calling her out because she was like a, I'm saying nothing but good things, but she is like one of the most stylish people I've ever met, and she is like a huge fan of corsets, like this tiny. She's this tiny, tiny little thing. But she always has like bright pink hair, never any roots, like, and always wears corsets and like, and her nails are always perfectly done. And every time I saw her, I'm like, I love your look. Like, and I love how much time she takes and the effort she takes into putting into it. But there's, I would never do that. I'm like way too lazy. I don't like. You probably go to her house and it's just like trash. Like, <laughs> well, everybody has one focus. <laughs> it's really funny because I met her husband and you would never 
look at her husband and think that they would be together because he's like kind of like he's nice but he's like a little slobby like he just kind of wears like regular like just you know and she's so put together but they I mean every time I saw them interact I always thought they were very cute they make it work okay so we should probably (laughs) I like I like when Ziedler he tries so hard to like fix the situation so the show can go on and the audience thinks that this is natural but then why see christian's like i've paid my whore and then he says and you're nothing to me like that's the last thing like that's i don't know i don't care if he feels slighted and upset you just i mean he did that publicly i just yeah it's it's just not him well and it's like very humiliating for her you know like it's i don't yeah i just i feel like the duke looked nervous well i think the duke thought that christian was gonna like sock him or something like stabity right in the heart yeah i just think i just i just wish that they would have handled this in in a way that was more in line with how we've seen him the whole movie and that really bothers me It, it it that part always bothered me too it's it's like it's too cruel and yeah and why and, wouldn't and, she call out to him like i would just call out to him well there's a gun backstage i guess i forgot about that like there is a guy with a gun back there yeah the bald but at that moment movie. i would just be like listen christian he's gonna kill you i love you run away and we'll find each other or right something, you but know? then like to lose screams that like that that um nat king cole lyric from nature boy the to be loved and be loved and oh i didn't know that that was yeah. from something Nat king yeah oh. the song's called nature boy oh, by wow. Nat king the greatest thing I, you'll ever the greatest thing you'll ever do is to love and be loved and or the greatest thing you'll yeah to love be loved and loved in return to it's, love and be loved in return mm-hmm. the greatest thing you'll ever know is just to be loved and loved in return or something like that it's just to love and we're watching the movie yeah, and like, it's what? on the subtitles but yeah i'm not <laughs> sure if he did the original song but i, I okay it's a very like it's not like a happy tune i you should listen to it it's, uh, it's yeah a, it's, i will yeah it's um but yeah that's actually it is actually from something so so i guess they do get their song together does he in so oh no wait sorry the, that song that they're singing in the beginning that's like of many things fools and kings that's nature boy oh okay yeah, yeah. The, the greatest thing you'll ever learn yeah that's nature learn boy. that's what it is the greatest thing you'll ever learn the is just to love and be loved we, we yes! got ladies and gentlemen the movie is on as we speak but we still <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just wanted to like like this is their song the song that they made so that they know that they love each other no matter what's happening so I every time I watch this movie, I just want her to live. <laughs> like I want, I know. like the, the ending. Some for, it changes somehow, you know. Like I, it's is yeah. she gonna live? She miraculously survives tuberculosis. Although I always like the name consumption more. Cause it sounds consum- more like romantic. Like, it, yeah, it sounds more <laughs> like what the movies want us to think it is instead of what it actually is. Yeah, you know that consumption was a big reason why they thought that like the vampire scare of like the 1800s came around. Really? Mm-hmm. Because- oh, okay. So see, now she knows that he loves her because he starts singing the song back. Mm-hmm. So regardless, I still hate the lines, but I do. At least she dies 
and she's heard him sing the song. Yeah, see, like, now they're still communicating so mean. in their, like, weird way, but, like... Yeah, they're communicating like, in their weird way, but... she could have just told him, like, if she, You know, the thing is, if she had been, like, listen, the Duke will kill you, or he'll get his man to kill you, or whatever, and he had been like, I don't care, I'll be there for yeah. you, because I love you, you know, like, I, like, we'll find a way through this, and... Or he could have been like, do the performance, make it through, and after it's done, we'll leave together. Yeah. You know, or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, instead of doing the, like, I've paid my whore and you mean nothing to me. Again, as a petty ass bitch, I totally get that. <laughs> I'm not saying, I mean, like, I'm not saying the sentiment wouldn't be there. I just think for the movie, that's so cruel. Like, it's yeah. so much crueler than the, than I think it needed to be. Well, but and also he, like, her you know her job never bothered him before you know what i mean yeah well i I mean maybe not bother you know what i mean though like it didn't he didn't well i I don't think she slept with other people while they were together though that's true that's true yeah it was only but she was like she's like a high class like she's a high class prostitute yeah she's she's an escort i guess is what yeah like she's she's not just gonna be like she's gonna be with guys that are like very you know have a lot of money and stuff you know what i'm thinking of also is that they could have just i mean everything i'm thinking of would just make this movie a different movie so <laughs> it's pointless but uh the moulin rouge the is, dancers trying to like get the gun away from him yeah look who's trying to help now the dancer that ruined it in the first place like no a, um like quarter like looking bit <laughs> He knows the Moulin Rouge like the back of her hand, so there's no reason why they couldn't just escape in the flurry of like backstage stuff sometime through the show right. and just leave. Like nobody, I think they would have been fine, but I don't know. That's all. But well, and also like he probably knows it too because he's been there for so right. long. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like. Oh, between the second and third act, there's a costume change that takes four minutes just sneak out this door and I'll meet you here and then we'll, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, she just never communicated the seriousness of the situation to him. And then, but I think the thing is that the epic end is that she has to die on stage. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't. And also like (laughs) this dude is at a really dangerous part where he, you know, he's, he's, there's all these people and he's trying to shoot this dude i'm like you want to do this now yeah why would you still want to shoot him in an alley dude? yeah like, so no one else gets injured but i mean you know i always <laughs> this is just like my true crime little mind but i always go like i wonder what the consequences would have been for a guy who killed someone and all i could think of is probably not many consequences yeah <laughs> like you know they could the duke hasn't okay so I know <laughs> it hits off the Eiffel Tower. So the yeah, so the Duke. I also picks like up the that gun. gun is like ten times as big as the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> so the Duke picks up the gun and he runs and he's gonna shoot Christian, but the but Ziedler punches him and the gun flies out the window of the Moulin Rouge and tinks off the Eiffel Tower in a believable very, twist. Very movie-fied, yeah. And the yeah. and the, the gun has suddenly expanded about ten times the size that it was because there's no way it's that a it's giant. real to see that. Yeah. yeah. That uh, this is when oh, it's starting to... I always, I love this, like, the... 
uh, just like the cinematography of this movie is so good and like the colors i love the colors of this film like there's yeah just, lots of reds it's like yeah and reds and rich blue those are like all my favorite colors too like i love red i love purple i love blue so this movie was like dominique <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the slow motion i could do without that yeah i don't care for slow motion in this i I really think there's a time and a place for slow motion and it's in action films and like you you just have to there's a time and a place you know what I mean or like in inspirational movies when somebody does a good job and the crowd starts clapping (laughs) and then they get (laughs) yeah bigger and bigger applause no I'm just kidding so here Satine is is dying and she's got blood in her mouth and everyone's running to help you were telling a story and i interrupted you you said something about the vampire craze you, they thought conception. Oh, yeah. what's the can you can well so that? there's a couple different diseases that there's something called porphyria or some porphyria anyway it makes you basically like your gums recede and your um so it like looks like you kind of fangs and you get really pale and you like can't go out in the sun <laughs> And yeah, like it looks like so vampire. So they would find like blood on the mouth and they would think that these people were like going out and like killing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so what they would do is they would, um, they would like take out the body and cut off the head. Oh, geez. Put like a stone in the mouth. Yeah. There's some of them are, there's one, uh, the, her name was Mercy Brown. She was like 16 years old and she died. And they made her brother eat the ashes of like her heart, and he died later from the same thing. I was like, of course he fucking did. Oh my like, god! Yeah, and like, so this like whole family died from this, and like like a whole like five different. Who's people. they that made him eat the ashes? Like the townspeople. So he just they like okay, that, townspeople, I'll eat this. Yeah, he they well like I guess so. Like they thought that if. It was probably one of those things where, like, if you take this, it will cure you. That's what they thought. Oh, and he's like, oh, okay, okay. they don't know any better. Sure. You know? yeah. They, like, legitimately thought that there were, like, five humors of the body. It's, like, blood, like, phlegm, whatever. Anyway, so there's not a lot of medical knowledge back then. But, yeah, no, it's the tuberculosis was, like, a huge thing with vampirism and how that, the rise of the fear of that came. Wow. Yeah. I know. I love the Victorian age. It's my favorite time. It's just so fascinating. And everyone was so obsessed with death. And like, just, I'm like, these are my people, honestly. Like, the Victorians. Victorians. Like, I don't want to live during that time. Or oh, anything, sure. Yeah. But so Satine has passed away and everyone is sad. But I guess they should have helped her out before this time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Definitely shouldn't have like uh, yeah the slow motion just like it's bad it's, it's dated it's, it's it is it's very dated mm-hmm. it's it's like you know when we were watching legends of the fall and they'd have like the flashbacks and we're just like what is this shit yeah and also the last samurai because it was the same director yes yep yeah. edward zwick is that who it was or something like that. am i making <laughs> like, that up yeah i think so am i making that up okay i don't know but uh this is a really pretty shot with the petals and him holding her body and crying. It's it's so sad and heartbreaking. And I bet he wishes he didn't say those mean things to her. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that this 
the shadows in that scene are really cool. Yeah, well. I would imagine that this event probably haunted Christian for the rest of his life. I would think so. I, I mean, for many it, reasons, but maybe number one is that he said that horrible thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, seriously. But you know, she could have told him the truth. I'm just saying. It does like, take. It does. Moment. It does take two to tango. Yes. I mean, maybe he wouldn't have been so mad if she would have just been honest with him. This is so so pretty. The lights. It's like gingerbread. Right. And the snow falling. This, and I love it's like a whole big stage. Like I, yeah. I just want to go to the stage and see. It. And like, of course, it's already torn down. And I did read on Wikipedia that it burned down in 1915, and then they built another one. Oh, the Moulin Rouge. Yeah. The the club burned down but they built a new one and i don't know if it's still when i was in paris i i absently like kind of wanted to absent-mindedly thought i wish i could see it but this is we nature were, boy oh okay right we were only in paris for a day and i was 17 and they let us I'm go surprised off you could even find anything to do in paris <laughs> yeah. i mean i know what i was so pissed do? i was like i don't i'm so bored no they let us go off in groups of four so we didn't have to stay with like chaperones or anything but it was it was a mega heat wave in europe that summer it was 106 degrees but it was oh, a no. it was a dry heat so believe it or not it was bearable in a way it wasn't like 106 would be here like here Ugh. we have humidity but there was no humidity it was just like sort of an exhausting sort of heat, but you mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't feel like I was losing all the water in my body, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we, we walked around and we went to the Eiffel tower, but there's a line to go up. So we just kind of stood at the bottom and then we went to, we just walked around the streets and we saw like the street sites and everything. And it was really fun. It was just, I wish we had more time so we could see the sites like this and yeah, you can't, mm -hmm. you need like a week in yeah. like Paris. We know? took a yeah. boat tour uh, as a group like later in the evening and we saw like Notre Dame and, and other things like that. But that's cool. And we saw like they have like this flame statue where, which is like over the tunnel where Princess Diana passed away. And so, yeah, that was cool. That. But anyway, well, I didn't, I didn't see the Moulin Rouge. In Paris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so the movie's over. The movie is over. The conductor is fading the credits are about to start oh leonard Mer leonard lerman i wonder if that was like his dad maybe yeah so yeah so that was the movie yeah um lauren would you recommend this movie i would would you recommend it i would as well yeah yeah it's very fun it's very chaotic um a lot of Baz Luhrmann stuff is like that really mm -hmm. strictly ballroom is the only one that i haven't seen that is not chaotic <laughs> Um, it's very colorful and fun. If you like Baz Luhrmann, if you liked Romeo and Juliet, if you liked The Great Gatsby, you probably like The Rouge. Yeah, I think yeah. you would. I think that's good, and it's a good love story. It's very romantic, and yeah, because The Great Gatsby, like the music in it, I thought first of all they had that song, um, No Church in the Wild by Jay Z, and like um, like I think it's Frank Ocean and like a bunch of other people. And uh, Kanye West and I, like, I love that song. It's such a great song. <laughs> like, and, and they had all this, like, and I know I'm talking about a different movie, but they had so much good music, and I think it was done by Jay-Z, and I've never, like, really been a fan of Jay-Z, but after that, I was like, I might like Jay-Z. I might be a fan of Jay-Z. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think overall, Moulin Rouge is, it's, it's romantic, and it's beautiful. It's really beautiful, and it's, 
overall, I would say I would give it like a good solid like eight out of ten. You know, it's not perfect. It's got its own issues, but for the most part, I would say it's pretty damn close. Yeah, I think I'd give it maybe like a six out of ten. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're a harsher critic. <laughs> I well, I have less patience for musicals. That's 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 true. That's the biggest true. downfall of it for me is that it's a musical, but that doesn't mean that the music is bad. It's just. No. I like if I could just fast forward and see the story scenes, I would do that. You know what see, I mean? I, lo- I like musicals, so I don't have a problem with them at all. I like the music. Um, but you know, obviously, we're two different people as we've discovered this. <laughs> this is, this is, you know, guys, as you're listening, we're discovering things about each other too. Like that, I like shitty movies, <laughs> and she goes, you know, I'm not that into it. And I'm like. But why did you not like Winter's Tale and Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> and I'm like, let me tell you why I didn't like Winter's Tale and Jupiter Ascending. Like, that's like when I, I think I told you about how I went. Um, I, I, I know I've told you this before, but I went like to a, a movie with like the horror movie group, meetup group that I was part of for, for like a while. That was like many, many years ago. But uh, we watched Lights Out with Teresa Palmer and Maria Bello. And it was, I did not like it. I didn't think it was good at all. I thought it was really stupid and like shitty. And so the guy I'm sitting next to, and I think his name was like maybe Mark or John or something, whatever. It's one of those names. It was one of the disciples. (laughs) (laughs) So Mark, John, Paul, whatever, and sitting next to Ringo, George. (laughs) Yeah, Ringo, George. (laughs) You know, the disciples. (laughs) Right. And I... And I was like, so what'd you think of the movie? And he goes, oh, I liked it. And he goes, so what'd you think of it? And I go, well, John Mark Paul, <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what I didn't like about it. And uh, he kind of shut down after that. Cause I was like, I, I was like, I could tell that his interest was starting to wane because I was like, listen, I am that person that bitches and complains and like breaks apart every piece of a movie. And if you're not, you're not. And that's fine. And I totally understand because I'm not a lot of people are like that, but yeah, yeah, it's uh. Anyway, so we we just have very different tastes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so you can follow us on Instagram at Watchers and Movies, Facebook at Watchers and Movies, and please like and subscribe or follow us or whatever it's called. You know, there's like a bunch of different terms for it. You get it. Befriend us. We like you. Hello, friends. Thank you so much to Nicole again for uh, recommending this movie. Yes. We both love this movie. Thank you, Nicole. Yes. You're record is yeah. going strong Stella. Stella. <laughs> it's certainly no holy motors <laughs> sorry ken listen ken you're great but the movies you recommend are or something else <laughs> no thank you to anyone who recommends no, seriously, thank you know, nicole this week was if fun we give you shit it's only because we care about you right that's right that's right <laughs> um and you can follow us on another Instagram we have that's called The Watchers Who Find Things. And I, I don't update it that often, but I do every now and then if you want to follow and just, you know, it's kind of fun. And uh, we are on pretty much like any, you know, platform you want to listen to us. We're probably on it. So we're on Spot It. We're on all the big ones. So just look for us, Google us. We have a website called Watchers. Uh, 
watchers of okay hold on <laughs> watchers of movies.weebly.com i got there <laughs> and thank you so much to mike for our theme music yes his name is mike myers you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thank you thank mike you, mike and i think that's it right that's, that's it, it. <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye